What are you doing out in the snow? It's 32 degrees below zero Celsius and my dad is working hard looking beyond the extents of hypothermia, hypochondria and all the elements combined, he works to build a fence. A true servant, a true worker, a true exhibit of hard work and ethics. This is my father in whom I am well pleased. Hey, it's me again. Does your job still suck? Are you still mad at your job and therefore life sucking? Then you should join the Bitcoin podcast Slack, where the people there don't suck, or at least their jobs don't. So, in essence, their lives don't either. Join the Slack. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I thought you were going to rerun the intro again. <laughs> no. So Jesse specifically requested that I do this. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Bitcoin podcast. We're here to talk about Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are we? No, no, no. no we're not. No, no, we're not no. actually talking about Bitcoin. Sorry for the two people that cared. Joke's on you. We don't talk about Bitcoin on this show. You know, it's in the title. No kidding. Hey, hey, you missed some episodes. All right. So if you're if you came here to talk about Bitcoin, uh, I got some news for you. All right. So uh, welcome to the Bitcoin podcast. I'm the host that talks first. Uh, D. I am the host that talks second. Dr. Corey Petty. Mike, I'm the... I'll join. I'll get into it. How about that? And I'm the third host. Jesse broke. That's right. We have a very simple naming convention. We go clockwise. <laughs> Every time. And uh, if you don't know what clock eyes means, you're a toddler and you, I don't even know how you're listening to the show by yourself. These kids, so, these days, they're so old. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, toddlers are smart. Around I don't know how, look, look, this is a little bit off topic from the jump, but whoever's like designing Apple products, 
you're doing a good job, right? Like this toddler, my girlfriend's got a toddler. This dude's working an iPad like he could work at a fucking nuclear facility. He's swiping, changing. How tight. Old is your father, like what, four, five? Three. Oh, that's what I have to look forward to in a year. Mm-hmm. Looking like he, he said to me yesterday, he knows the difference between YouTube and YouTube kids. So he's like, uh, he goes, D. I'm like, what's up, man? How you doing? He goes, YouTube. I said, uh, you're watching YouTube. And he was like, nope, no, I'm not. YouTube, <laughs> like the real YouTube. This one sucks. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, this is getting deep fast. So, anyways, oh, no. all, right. all right, we're back on the rails. We're back on the rails. So we would love to talk about the, the things happening in crypto that are popular, but the things happening in crypto that are popular are kind of lame. I mean, um I mean, the- I mean the whole or Shin book release of kind of out of the Dow hacker was pretty interesting. That was interesting. I think does it matter though? It's not like what are they chase this guy down, beat him up with some soap and socks? Like what do they do to the guy? And it's, it's just accusations. I think you gotta prove it. But they're pretty good accusations. I'd say they're pretty pretty it sounds plausible. So, so here, it wasn't I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the TL, TLDR. It was not famous. Okay. I give you the TLDR that was that was given to me by someone that I almost got your bitch ass Thamos. Almost got you. Um, this is in the general chat. There you go. TLDR on the Dow hacker. This was released um, via Orshin's book. Orshin's new books just announced it. So through all the whole journalistic interviews she's done, she put a bunch of puzzle pieces together, and here we are. So. Um, Full point one. There are other potential suspects, but attempted cash outs didn't map to European time. I guess where those potential subjects may be. The Dow hacker attempted to use and spoke fluent English with shapeshift support. So it couldn't be Russians? Hmm. Question mark, question mark, question mark? Then, question mark, question mark, question mark, somehow, magically, channels has identified a presumed attacker and they had sent 50 BTC to a Wasabi wallet. This means that analysis under the assumption that any of this is true, is capable of demixing coin join transactions from the Wasabi wallet, which is the anonymity service of, uh, it's a, it is a protocol that is done within the Bitcoin ecosystem to mix transact, to mix things such that you remove, bear with me D here, paint from one transaction sent to another. So it's very difficult to see where coins came from. So, like, you wouldn't know if they were done via these heads about to explode. So, where's the word taint? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know whether or not uh, like these things were used for money laundering or they were, they were like just originally mined. It just removes any previous history of the coins, presumably. But apparently, according to analysis, they can demix these things. Next point analysis claims, what I just said, um, and they track the output to four different exchanges. Employees at one of these exchanges confirmed to one of her sources that the funds were swapped for privacy coin Grin and withdrawn to a Grin node called Grin.toby.ai. Due to exchange privacy policies, uh, normally this sort of customer information would not be disclosed. So mm-hmm. it was disclosed here. Uh, the DNS is associated with an AWS Singapore IP, which is also posted Lightning nodes, ln.toby.ai, and um, ind.ln.toby.ai. So we got pretty good attribution of toby.ai to this particular IP. 
and that the funds for the DAO are going to this, going to this, this place. Uh, Lightning Explorer 1ML showed a node that is called uh, the, that, that IP, additional attribution to this IP, called 10X. CEO and co-founder of 10X is Toby Honish. Honish. We may have interviewed him, to be honest. Hmm. Search that. I got a question Alicia, just to take it back. I got a question to take it back. I'm almost, I'm almost okay. done. Almost done. Two more bullet points. Back in the day, Toby audited the DAO code and communicated four possible attack vectors to the DAO team. And finally, Toby was publicly anti-fork from the Ethereum to Ethereum Classic chain. They wanted to keep chains together, giving attribution that he wanted to keep his funds on the main chain. So he wanted to keep so his money. That was the basic like amount of evidence that was accumulated from Laura Shin's new book that uh, apparently outs the, the DAO hacker. And so we'll see how things go from here. I think that happened today. Or maybe yesterday? Yeah, that was yesterday. That mm-hmm. was yesterday. I guess my only question is, <clears throat> just from my experience, when I'm so when I'm removing the taint, it's all about my angle of penetration. So do, mm-hmm. do they say about how and what range of angles they use to penetrate in order to remove the taint? There, there are children that listen to our show. It depends on the type of analysis that's happening. <laughs> The amount of like people that are watching you perform this action that can like really tell you whether or not it can be removed efficiently. Got it. So like ask ask a crew. Got it. Got it. What's so are you going dark and light? Uh a little racist, bro, but look, we got <laughs> no it's just look, I'm living in a, an apartment situation while my house is being built that I'm not a fan of. So there's a lot going yeah, on. Your camera is all over the place. Stop touching things. Okay. I'm gonna stop moving. I'm gonna stop moving completely. Yeah. So um Nope. It's, it it's can't take it, bro. It can't. It can't do this. It can't <laughs> strong <laughs> some issues. Well, maybe if I do this. There Probably better. Nope. <laughs> is that better? Browser. Or your camera. Anyway, don't worry about it. Don't look yeah, at the other one who's watching the show. Um, the thing about the DAO hack, though, is that it's, it seems like it's so far away mm-hmm. in the past. So far in the past that people people just forget stuff. Like I Nobody guess forgot about it. Most people who still criticize the theory, um, criticize the, 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 the quote-unquote immutability of the change. <laughs> And because the, the subsequent actions of the DAO hack was a bunch of social was social decisions to split the chain and return those funds, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it also the DAO hack was a tremendous amount of learning and knowledge about how you can codify communities with smart contracts and the consequences of such, especially when you don't add human interaction into that chain. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way those funds, the funds that were recovered on the Ethereum chain before the actual fork was because, um, and I was here for this, I was a part of this group of people who did it. I was talking, to, I was actually talking about Griff, Griff, who was the community manager of the DAO at F Denver um, just, just a few days ago about this concept. For those who were interested in him, we've had a bunch of interviews with him. Mm-hmm. Griff Green. Um, it's like, it shaped a good portion. It, it, it crafted the beginning of the security industry within within Ethereum and, and blockchain, in my opinion. Hmm. It started this concept of 
um, who are the people that are working on underlying mitigation strategies or white hat hacking or um, understanding tooling to help prevent things like this reentrancy attack, which was used during the Dow to drain funds. All of that started happening. And like technical analysis, writing, and all this other stuff. If you look at the people who are involved in mitigating the Dow hack, they're all fundamental to the growth of that industry. Hmm. And I've so been hearing like, a lot about a lot. like, I've been hearing a lot about like, what is it, GPG hacking? B- what is BGP. That? BGP? Oh, what is that? It's, it's like a layer of infrastructure below DNS. Okay. And it's huh. complicated. I want to understand this is, that. This is a little better, guys. Uh, actually, if you want to understand that, Harry from my crypto mm-hmm. um, wrote an awesome article on a lot of the like technical fundamentals to how BGP hacks are happening within the like crypto ecosystem. Yeah. Um, recommend going and finding that. Just like okay. probably search my crypto BGP hacker, Harry. Does that mean Byzantine general? Okay. So if we, (sighs) there's never going to not be hacks. Like this is going to happen until the dawn of time. Remember, I don't know, Corey, you remember this is a very specific conversation we had many moons ago. I was trying to talk to you about what you did. And I was like, I feel like because Ethereum is such a general purpose protocol, that the you used to use this thing called like a surface map of a, a t- attack surface map or something. And then I was like, oh, okay. So then if there's always infinite many people that can program on this thing, then doesn't that mean the surface, the attack surface is infinitely growing at all times? And you were like, kinda. And then Still I was kinda. like, and I said, if it's kind of growing all the time, then isn't it never secure? What does it secure mean? I mean, I don't think it's ever 100% secure, period. Okay. How do we start measuring this in human terms? Like, so for example, the internet used to be a place where nobody wanted to go, but now people bank on it. People pass around passwords on it. People have security footage on it. People do all the things on it. People do naughty things on it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, people feel safe with it. What levels is there? Is it even possible to come up with objective measurements that would allude to people feeling safe while using Web3 or safe while interacting with wallets? Objective measures? I mean, like it's it's first off, like safe is a relative term depending upon what's at risk. The amount of effort you have to go into to feel confident doing something. Like for rocking around money, MetaMask is pretty damn safe. Mm. I like that. Or I got my walk around money. You know what I mean? Like it depends. It's like <laughs> security is a relative term and it's an ongoing process. Yes, yes. It should be thought about depending upon what's at risk and the amount of effort you're willing to go through to manage that risk. And if your you risk to like, tolerance for that matter. So like if you yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, for for like a color indicator, like maybe green means like, OK, super secure, you know, what is red means, about what? Again, again, it's all relative. Right. So, like, what if there was like a feature built into your MetaMask? Like, how would you quantify 
uh, like, you know, like uptime, right? How you, how you get like, you know, five nines in terms of uptime for, you know, services, web services. Could you do something like something easy for normal people to understand, like a color based system? Green is like pretty secure relative to how much money you have in your wallet, relative to how often people have had their funds stolen using the website you're currently on. That's already um, starting to happen. So things like DeFi safety, if take a bunch of metrics and don't get wrong, DeFi safety is, is, a, is, a, is an attempt to look at a project and see if they're doing the like surface level due diligence to publish. Yeah. They, do they have code? Do they have audits? Do they publish their audits? Their mm-hmm. audits good. Um, is, is their documentation up to date? Can you run their node? Do they, have they had any hacks? Et cetera. So it takes all these different types of metrics and then combines them into a single score and then basically gives you a color code associated with that score. You can see these, you can see all these things on CoinGecko, and he's working on integrations to put it like into MetaMask or status. So like if you're do if you're interacting with a contract, mm-hmm. you'll see the DeFi score pop up. It's like things like that help put you in a better level of like security theater almost. Like you feel that about interacting with something. And more often than not, that's a pretty good indicator that things are working well. There's no mm-hmm. guarantee. Yeah. And then there's the thing, like then, there's like, then there's efforts like giving you the right information to make a good decision. So right now, if you make if you interact with the contract on Ethereum, mm-hmm. you see a bunch of hex data in your MetaMask or wallet or something like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. instead of like saying, "Are you going to use this function?" and these are the parameters you use, like, "Are you going to transfer this to this person?" Or are you going to deposit this this amount into this you know DeFi contract? Or are you, or are you going to withdraw all your money? Are you proving somebody to take all your money and you don't know that? Like you can't see that in the hex data because you're not like the wallet isn't giving you that information for you there, but it's encoded in hex. Mm-hmm. So it's functionally unreadable. So wallets need to do, do better about trying to expose that level of information while you're citing something mm-hmm. so that you know what you're you know what you're doing. You say, yeah, that's what I just clicked on the website. So I'm gonna sign this here. So what happens is you interact with some website that's Web3, yeah. or something like that, and it crafts that transaction for you and sends it to your wallet. Your wallet's like, all right, I got this transaction. This is their appropriate amount of gas for this thing. Mm-hmm. And you have the funds. So let's add a little more information to that transaction in terms of like how much it's to cost and then ask you to sign it. When I ask you to sign it, it doesn't, it doesn't relay that information to make sure that the DAP wasn't lying to you. When it asks you, want to, is this what you want to do? And instead, it made this more malicious transaction. Mm. So, like things like this need to get better, and they are getting better. I can't wait because when we get the Keystone wallets, where we can actually step through the whatever we're signing, and then yeah, maybe but even can... that's not complete. Hey, so, oh yeah. shit! Oh, thank you for reminding me. Hey, we're going to be doing a giveaway. Yay! There we go. There we go. Corey got the cue. Corey got the cue. Come on, man. We got we got live in this crowd up. We're gonna be doing a giveaway of two Keystone wallets, right? So we're gonna get those those Keystone wallets, and then we're gonna give them away. But we're gonna ask you to do some things in order for you to get the Keystone, right? Some typical podcast type things we're gonna ask you to do, right? (laughs) So you know. It's going to get real, hey guys, like and subscribe around here real fast <laughs> as we as we ask you guys to do some things for these things. Yeah, basically, we got to figure out right. yeah. a group of people who are even eligible to get one. Yeah. It's really just two people, but the rest of you are our will to try. 
<laughs> so then we're not kidding. No, we're going to be giving away two Keystone walls. They're the new hot shit on the street, right? Nobody has these. We got them. Some people might have them, but we got them. Yeah, show them, show the audience what it is. Don't show them your codes, though. Show them them the device. Yeah, so if you want to be the coolest dude in your group of friends, your group of cool friends, (laughs) you can get a Keystone wallet from us to you. And then what we're going to do is, you know, we're going to ask you if you like it or not. That's pretty much how that goes. But we'll give you guys, like, Mm -hmm. I guess, the details of the giveaway. And let me tell you something. It's gonna be one one hell of a one hell of a giveaway program that we're doing. You know us. You're gonna win that Keystone wallet, and you're gonna get it about a year later. <laughs> so then, <laughs> so so I'm just being honest here. There's some really stale flaming hot Cheetos in a box somewhere for, for some of you guys. We still have all those? No, I'm kidding. Thank you. To, uh, DeFi Dan actually ended up sending everyone their Cheetos. I think so too. Um, but, anyway, we're doing a giveaway. We, yeah. do, we know the, do we know the rules around applying for this thing? Uh, it's going to be something along the lines of like tweet, hashtag, get people in the Slack, growth shit. You know, the yeah. typical stuff podcast. It's starting prime. You're going to need to be in Slack. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's a good step. Step number one: join the Slack. Right. We'll figure out the next steps when we get them. And mm-hmm. that's all. So, yeah, back, right. the, so back, to the, back to the conversation here is that the Keystone allows you to do this. You can it, it decodes the ABI for you, so it's no longer hex data. It, it is human readable stuff where you you can see what the, what the transaction is trying to do. Wow, in that's, human that's, readable way. That's a big leap. It is only so they 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 handcraft which contracts that works with like it may work with like sushi swap and you know like some of the more larger uh flows of transactions that's built into the piso you can add selectively add your own that's more complicated and most users aren't going to be able to do that so it's only going to be able to do that for the most popular contracts that people interact with mm-hmm. and for the rest of them it's still unreadable x data so like that's one of those situations where you need to be more situationally aware of the type of risk that you're doing. If you're just on some sketchy ass website that no one knows about, that no one uses because you got a telegram message that says you're about to win 50 Bitcoin, you'd probably be pretty weary and not click on that stuff or sign transactions. Hmm. And so that's a part of security is especially when the technology gives so much power and ownership and self-sovereignty back to the individual Part of security, the, the, the massive part of security is education. We can only do so much to do things for you. you there's no forgot password button or like a chargeback because someone stole your credit card. That doesn't exist here. So like it's people being educated on making good decisions and not pretending mm-hmm. that if they make a bad decision, someone's going to fix it for them. Yeah, we're changing the world with that, man. People are really used to people being there to fix stuff for them. Yeah, have, like uh, do you guys like want to make like educational content? Like when we get the keystone, just run through some basic, you know, yeah, DIY or not DIY, but like you know, I guess uh, pro tips. Like, don't do this, do this. Sure. On a scale of like, you know, hanging out with your buddies and showing them something to Khan Academy, how polished do we need this educational? I mean, content? we could do maybe like uh, no, you know, no. ask the doctor sessions where I go, if I sit in here for like an hour and just answer questions. Go to the doctor. 
I know how to do all this stuff. We could I do know right how to, yeah. and I've, I've been teaching, I've been educating security since the life of the past Look, four or six years. I'll be way down for that, Betty, but you got to have like a soft, subtle saxophone playing in the background. A little porny, <laughs> yeah. but not too porny. How about your brother's and, shit? And then, yeah, there no, you go. <laughs> just real soft and chill and mellow. Like, hey, guys, I'm the doctor. I'm here to well, talk to you. The doctor session. Here to talk to you about hardware wallets. In another dimension of the multiverse, I'm a late night jazz radio host. Actually, you know what? Maybe I'll just answer the questions and you read them. That may be, that may be better. Like we get a, we get a list of questions mm-hmm. and I oh, write yeah. the answers. You read them out loud because your sex is way better than mine. Hey, Dr. Petty, what's a passphrase? <laughs> yeah, I'll just do the unboxing video <laughs> with the camera. Since oh, that's Jesse's, Jesse's, yeah. Jesse's got all the all the the, the the like beautiful camera work for showing it. Yeah, I'll chop it up. <laughs> so this it is what we're cool. doing. We're doing this. You know, there's one YouTube channel I'm waiting to exist, and that is a Michael Bay level of production electronics review channel. Mm. Like somebody opens the box and there's fucking explosions behind the host, and like there's weird panels and then for some reason there's a helicopter there's always a helicopter in michael bay's movies there's a slow motion slow, slow motion helicopter above someone's head regardless of what type of movie it is like i just want to see like michael bay does electronics review i think christian can do that stuff she can do post-production that would be, but not like live awesome. right we're, we do a lot of live shows oh that's that was something that she requested but anyways, we can go into those details. The audience doesn't need to know that stuff. That's behind the scenes stuff. But just, what the audience, shit, you should, what you should be excited about, audience, is that we are going to be ramping up production level significantly in the, in the near future. So. Oh yeah, it's going to go straight into your veins. But um, <laughs> mainlining TBP. This is a <laughs> shout out to everyone who's broke. Not just Jesse the man broke here, but if you are broke and you need a job, boy, have we got a message for you. Are you working in a job that sucks bows? Does your job suck and ergo your life? Do you want to change that because your life is sucking? Join the TBP Slack. Get a better job. I like that. Like you almost crack. You you almost laughed much in the middle of saying that. That was that's that's uh yeah. So if you've if you've been watching the show for a while, you may know that there's been you know a handful of people who joined the Slack, learn a lot, and ended up getting a pretty good gig. Um, you know, do that if you want to join the Slack. Come on in, talk around, learn some stuff, and you won't be you'll you know you know maybe three months six months go by and you've got the chops to do some interviews, get a gig in this space. We definitely help people build their careers in the slide. We do a lot. And of I don't know one instance of someone who's come, tried, and failed or hated yeah. the decisions they've made. They've all been very happy with the decisions they've made. If they haven't, certainly haven't said anything. And that's not like people to not bitch when they don't like something. Yeah. We do a hell of a lot in that slack. We should have, so you know, us. there's a lot of people in there. There's a whole bunch of people in there that are helping other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Tech talk is like super popular, especially if you want to do a little bit of getting in the weeds. And then the Avalanche channel is also great for Avalanche stuff. And then, uh, you know, I guess DeFi, mm-hmm. if you want to do DeFi, price talk, if you want to degen out. For sure. for, yeah. for, 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 
for sure shilly stuff in the, in the price stock and DeFi channel. Yeah. yeah. NFT too. Yeah. So, and I'm 26 minutes into winning my bet with Wayne. Wayne thinks I cannot curse or be lewd. So you've already cursed a few times. I have. Yes. You don't even know it anymore. You, you've dropped the F bomb at least twice. Well, damn. Oh, well, there's, there's another there's one right there. You're, you can't. So <laughs> you're not winning your bet for sure. <laughs> I'll get you next week, Wayne. That's all, that's all I got. Well, damn. Oh, well. Next week, Wayne, we'll try it again. Uh, currently, I'm on a zero week streak. <laughs> been that way for a long time. So we're going to keep yeah, it. You want to hear some rough stuff? Go back to the early so episodes. Look, you'll, you'll get some. I'm not just saying this because the man is uh, just a confidant of mine and best friend, but Corey gave an amazing talk this, this week. Oh, thank you. Like, it was like a couple days ago. In fact, it's the best talk I've ever seen him give. I've fallen asleep in some of his other talks. I'm not going to lie to you, Corey. When we were at Texas Tech. <laughs> some, some of my talks yeah. were pretty boring. When we were at Tech, you were you know, doing the whole quantum physics thing. I went to your Oh, yeah. Time, no one gets to those. And those, I was those, like, those are made for five people. I made a conscious decision. Because, you know, usually when you're in class, you don't know when you fall asleep. But that day, I made a conscious decision to fall asleep on that lecture. I was like, ooh, <laughs> gotta catch some Z's on this one. So, <laughs> no, sorry. but this week was not like those lectures. This week was, I mean, you really, you've been saying things to me for a couple of years now about social crypto and the concept of it. And I was just like, I don't even know what that means, bro. I have no idea what that means. Like, I don't know what that means. But in, in your last uh, talk, you did a great job of elucidating that like, hey, you know, value is what we impart on it as groups. Right. And so uh, there's no and I guess the cat's out of the bag that it's no longer just up to governments to just impart mystery values on things. Right. And it's kind of easier to come up with these objective values of how groups behave. And if a group becomes valuable, then their token does as well. So I don't know. It was a great talk. I want to pass it to Jess to ask you some questions. And then I want to know, like, where does it go from that talk? Like, obviously, you've got like subsequent things and thoughts other than just the 23 minute talk, 26 minute talk. But Jesse, what do you got from it? What do you take from that talk? I, I see that like over the years, status has been building infrastructure towards launching something that's in vain of what like in the same vein of what their white pipe white paper intended and i think that there's a lot of like you know what Corey was talking about you guys took whisper and then turned it into waku you guys have uh like i don't i don't know um i don't know to what degree you guys are working on i guess application layer stuff but i assume that Right. Yeah. We just can't deploy it on Ethereum. Yeah. I don't know. It's there's a lot of work on the back end needs to happen. Yeah. For sure. And it's really hard to say. Like the talk was pointing out, those who haven't watched it, I'd recommend just type status socially challenged in YouTube. You'll find it. Uh, it was about how like we all have this concept of what social crypto is kind of kind of intrinsically, we all have an idea that that is like there's value in the communities of these tokens. And in part, that's actually where the value comes from is the like the combined 
contribution from the people who are rallying around the ideals that are represented by this. So if you think about Bitcoin, you know who Bitcoiners are. You know, they, you know the types of things they care about. And the value associated is not only solving a particular problem, but it's an encapsulation of those ideals. And that's valuable to a lot of people. So that's most of where the value comes from. If you think about a lot of these projects, it's the, pro, it's, it's the goal of what's going on that gives this community value that's, that's like encapsulated by the token. So we have this concept of social crypto. It's, it's community-based. It's who are these people and what do they care about? The token just kind of represents it or facilitates it mm-hmm. in some form, right? And But instead of all we have really today is just the token in some, on some blockchain. Maybe some oh, smart yeah. contract and blockchain then, about how it moves around. Emphasis on it. the dollar equivalent of that token, right? Yeah, the emphasis is definitely on the price of it and not what yeah. you can do with it. That's because... Right. When we coordinate around these things, when we, you know, chat about them, we go to or we, we vote about concepts in the community on how the protocol changes or whatever, anything outside of the blockchain is done on something that extracts value and takes away from like that integration of community values. It's it's using things like Discord and regular applications and stuff. And mm-hmm. if you wanna like put focus on the community and all the things that happen that also have value, like coordination and voting and, and you know, running the associated infrastructure and all these different things, then that has to be built into the token too. And I using like, similar, similar technology as opposed to technology that's designed to extract value from it. I just see like think, a sky's the limit kind of scenario for that platform. It is, because know. like the concept of like a community in its in its... And the reason why it comes together is 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 incredibly broad. Mm-hmm. You can't so, code. You can't code like the vet. Like the the token is a combination of the social relationships that are formed. Not just I made some cool code and everybody's running the same client. It's like you know you trust the people you work with. You like working with them. Therefore, the thing has value even beyond you know economic skin that you've put into that game. But the, the technology we're using. Yeah, just helps us form groups of people around a specific set of ideals better yeah. than they're used to. Yeah, and find some value in it to then incentivize them to participate in that community. Whereas, like, you participate in a subreddit, and the best you're going to get is karma. That's it. There's no underlying value to your contribution. You get some wisdom. That's certainly valuable. But how would you like to be able to take your wisdom? Or earned reputation and go buy your groceries. Like these things are linked together. We've just never been able to do it before. And now we can, but for some reason or another, we're building it in such a way where like we're not taking advantage of that. Does it run the risk of getting black mirror real quick where it's like, oh, yeah, 100%. oh yeah. you're sure. a jabroni. You can't that even ride the bus, bro. 100%. Yeah. That is certainly a, a, a dark path of unifying social value and an economic value i got a little excited that y'all said yes so fast i'm not gonna lie to you yeah i mean everybody knows that one episode on that's why that episode's good yeah it's it's a real future how do you guys prevent that why why Bennett? let it ride baby here's the the answer i give when people say because i've gotten that a lot right it's status we have a very privacy preserving text message like 
chat message. I can't uh-huh. see what people are writing to each other. And I build the thing. I can't stop people from writing to each other. So that it could facilitate mm-hmm. bad things. But what if say like you're building technology that can be used for bad things? And so what, mm-hmm. what I my answer to this usually is the technology will be built. Uh-huh. Period. It's 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 possible. It, people will figure out a way to build new things like this because yeah. the cat's out of the bag, right? We understand that cryptography is a thing. We understand that you know all the different privacy, zero knowledge technology, crypto. It's all out of the bag. People will build it. Would you prefer the people that have ethics and morals build it first, such that when something bad happens, they already know how to react to it, or the opposite? Bad well, people build it. Can I ask a question? Maligned intention build it first, and the people who would like to stop it, who care, have to catch up and figure out how it works before they can figure out what to do. Mm, I have it. What happens? Of the box what happens when the when like the cost to send messages on the platform becomes such that you can't message people because it costs too much? Why would it cost too much? I don't know. Is that is, that has to be? Trust me, we're very cognizant of that. Oh, okay. It, it cannot be built in such a way where you you elbow out people based on success. Yeah. Especially success is something you don't care about. So the context yeah. of the cost of something is going to be proportionate to the community itself and what they align themselves to. Interesting. Like, the growth of a community can't be hindered by something they don't care about. Or at least like that 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 influence should be minimized. As an example, like for people who are wondering what the hell I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. At Status, we, we were one of the earlier projects in the Ethereum ecosystem. We built a lot of applications that were cool for chat, like chat reactions. So like, instead of putting a thumbs up emoji, you gave someone 10 SMT. That'd be cool, right? Or an NFT. Like all these stickers in Status are NFTs. But mm-hmm. the concept of that as the success of Ethereum grew and moved towards DeFi and the blockchain got filled up, cost of doing these things was so absurd in the context of doing a chat reaction that we can't use them anymore. Mm. So like our ability to create functionality that was fun and interesting for a chat context was ruined by the success in an area that we didn't necessarily care about. If you want to build community software and community tooling, you have to make sure that you can mitigate that. And the only time that you're influenced by something is if you've opted into it. You connect yourself to another community and it's associated economics, then maybe that can happen. And it makes sense because you've made that connection. But like it can't happen if you don't care or don't want to care. So yeah, we care about that type of stuff. That's the type of thing that I'm talking about is trying to keep things like that from happening so people can still use the technology while not being like, you know, having a flourishing te- flourishing community and then just basically being written off because success it's something that i care about yeah i mean i about like how that actually works that's to the you'll learn pretty soon to the reputation (laughs) point thing it's not like those those systems don't already exist it's just that those systems are like not thought of in that way like for example like a credit score like that's basically your reputation with creditors Right. They see your score and they're like, oh, and you're like, look, let me borrow some money. I I can pay you back. And they're like, "Mm, that score says you won't. So (laughs) sorry. 
Yeah, but so, like think about the think about the credit scoring system. How co-opted is that, and who is it for? Uh, exactly, it's there's a lot of people that get really screwed wealthy. because oh. their credit score is bad, and thus can't have same opportunities that a lot of people have because they were yeah. born into the right circumstances. And then I just found this out. Like I didn't know this until recently. My brother put me on game. But like when you go buy a car, if you finance like with the the with like Toyota instead of finance like with a bank or bringing your own mm-hmm. financer, Toyota gives you a score. Right. And it's like even more. Yeah. They give you a separate internal score. And if you're late on like one payment, you can't ever get financed by them. again. So like some auto dealers have like an internal credit score they give you. And this is stu- as I can't but believe. Like, so I'm, what? You can't stop that. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. Personally. No, that's not. That, that's that business's decision. It, that's when it's just, like a federal mandate to have this thing. And then you have inequality. Then it's a fucking problem. Yeah. And one, I should have known that because you can actually, if you run a business and you have terms like 30 day terms or 60 day terms, you're actually extending credit to someone. So you can actually put an interest rate on that if they're late to pay you. So that does make sense. And then I'm pretty sure if you were smart enough, you could have your own internal credit score system if you ran a business and the people that owed you money, they could have good credit or bad credit and you could lessen or ex- or extend their terms. Okay, so that does make sense now that I'm thinking about it. But at that, that only goes to support what you're saying even more, Petty, that like value, like say you're in the community of Toyota people that get financed by Toyota, like they, you've got a score and you've got, you know what I mean? Like there, that's a, little small reputation there that you have with just Toyota. And so you can have these different communities that have different stipulations on what their token does or what it means or combination of their token and other communities tokens in order to, um, you know, just impart value. I don't know. I think it was very interesting. I thought it was very interesting. And I hadn't um, thought. I think this year people are going to come around to this concept because they want to like Dude, at Death Denver, you couldn't go three feet without hearing the word Dow 16 times. Like, people are talking about how do we form together these communities that are rallying around a specific goal. Yeah. And when you do that, what you're doing is you're basically redefining what's quote unquote good and bad and then trying to align incentives so that people move and do things towards good. That good may be, you know, creating yield off DeFi products that good may be trying to raise money to get Julian Assange out, right? Like yeah. there's what, what you're, what you care about is dependent upon the community and, and how effective that community is, is dependent upon how well they can incentivize people to do the things they think are good. And so like tokens are obvious. It's the rest of it. That's that all sucks. That's the fun part. The suck, the designing the system that gives people enough freedom, <laughs> right? Yeah, Welcome to the suck. I can imagine how awesome it's going to be when it's all unified and works well together. It's going to be like imagine the types of things you're going to learn about and see what happens. And I hope, I hope that there's way, way, way more good than bad because there's going to be bad. Jesse, do you light up on the inside when you hear the phrase "getting in the weeds"? Yeah. You, are you? Like, yeah. Are you like fuck I yes? Oh, yes. Because yes. like we can talk <laughs> about this all day, but it's like. I want to. I want to know how you're actually planning on building this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, so do I. What do you think? I'm. Why do you guys so excited to go out and talk about it? That people know what we're doing, so they yeah, start yeah. asking questions, and I start yeah. explaining. Yeah. So I know that's we like did, a major component. Talking. We, sorry, guys. We did have a question, and that's it's from Raju. 
And he says, how did banks convince people their accounts were safe? Oh, guns. FDIC. Nah, it was they guns. forced them to use them. What? No, like it was guns. It was like dudes. Banks were like private organizations way, 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 way back in the day. And they were like, look, the church oh, yeah, is stealing yeah. your money. We're yeah, going to keep like it now, like Medici, like the, at the, the end of the Silk yeah. Road. Yeah. Yeah. So violence, I guess, made people want to use banks. Yeah. Also, when you moved away from the gold standard, it started making the credits basically. Like whenever it was just passing around, you know, Brugerins and it was all heavy and stuff and not very good. They're like, well, why don't we just like put it somewhere and hoard it and then write these IOUs and then pass the IOUs around where paper money came from. Mm-hmm. The place where they stored these things and took and like protected it, and those became banks. Yeah. And then it was like, well, that's where you go. That's what happens. That's what you do. That's where. And they have guns and they protect it well. And when I take this piece of paper, I more often than not tend to get what's on the piece of paper. Well, that works. And then that then transitioned into what we have today where like you can't do anything without it. Yeah. Try to get a home loan, a bank. You can't. It's possible. What if you just pay cash? Just like hell. It out. All right. Hell no. Do enough business. <laughs> do enough business. Yeah, you know, you can because I think if you like you, you have to have put all it in a bank. like a huge yeah. ass briefcase. It's like, it's like there's with a whole like, title situation, and like there's a like, yeah. escrow and all kinds of weird stuff between the like bank. odd, ridiculous process of buying a house. In America, if you try to buy a house with straight cash, you yeah. are immediately arrested. Like they will, they will. Yeah, I don't think that would work. How much is that house? <laughs> Boom! Straight cash. What? What do you mean? I'm arrested. Like that's exactly how that conversation goes. Like we're not even gonna ask you any questions. We don't know. You're, you're, you're my daughter. Yeah, you're going to jail. Uh, so, Raju, to answer your question, um, nowadays banks make you say, feel safe because I mean, I, I honestly sure. don't know. They just there's no way around it. At least in the states, like I've had a bank account since I was 14. So. Um, it's just the thing that you do. It's the insurance on your money up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, there you FDIC go. FDIC insure, baby. Yeah, FDIC. They get bailed out when they screw up. You steal all your money. Yeah, you got any more money in there? You know, you go to an, open another bank account. Get several two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Does it work like that? I've always wondered that my whole life. Like, okay, you get one bank account that's FDIC insured. You cap it at two fifty. Yeah, and then do you start another one in Capita at two fifty? Do you now have five hundred thousand dollars worth of insurance, or you yeah, one know. person? Yes, has two. Yes, okay, cool. That that seems like it makes sense to me. An individual bank has okay. that type of so, like you with an account at an individual bank with any singular account have that much insured in case something happens and they're unable to produce that money. Do you guys know if like you you stick your money like your crypto with like a custodian like Morgan Stanley, and then like, or or JP Morgan, uh, if what if like if your money gets rugged internally to their system, are you like insured? Uh, I don't think anything that I'm aware of today, not that like the large banks, even Coinbase, yeah, is FDIC insured for any uh, crypto? Coin, Coinbase. Coinbase. It no, is. only for cash. It's not. It's not FDIC, but it it's is some insured. some acronym insured. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah, but like, so like, yeah. insurance and crypto isn't really a thing yet, and that's probably how, a oh, what happened to that insurance company. What how come it isn't? Sherlock, that, Nexus Mutual. Yeah, Nexus Mutual. What happened to them? It's not very good. 
mean, it's there, it's around, it's doing things, but like the, the premiums are not. Oh, they're efficient. not competitive. Okay. It just, I don't think. Okay. It blows my mind that there isn't insurance in crypto because insurance seems like such a concept that's easy, you know, like mm-hmm. insurance is, hold up. When I'm just it's well, coming though, right? The, look at the fidelity. There's a, there's, 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 it's definitely coming and there are yeah. projects trying to do it. Yeah. So the problem with this is that security assessing. Well, yes. In part assessing risk is really difficult, really difficult. Security community is very far behind in terms of the amount of work it needs to do. And it's basically in constant triage mode, trying to fight fires instead of thinking about ways to come up with quality risk assessments for future mm-hmm. mitigations. And it's a difficult thing to do, thus difficult thing to price. So it doesn't make nearly as much money. Very easy to price out insurance options in, in the traditional finance world because risk is very well understood. And if you, if you don't have good risk, you do not have insurance or good insurance for that matter. But the risk is getting you. There are insurance that. products. It's just yeah, you're paying on the too high. Yeah. And so you can do stuff. Also, we have way better security measures. So, like, I mean, yeah, it's it's a hard it's a hard problem. It'll get better. One hundred percent, it'll get better. I know it because I know the people doing it. And it's just going to take some time for that ability to assess risk to get better and for better insurance, more creative insurance products to be offered in lieu of like mm-hmm. complete understanding of the associated risk. Cause every, all the, like every protocol is different. It's not this like standard body of how money works. We'll make their own stuff. And to me, it's money. like, all right, as a consumer of insurance, it's like, all right, I'm paying you a little bit of money frequently. And in the event, these bullet pointed list of things happen, you're going to pay me some of my own money back. It'll probably happen. <laughs> like that's that okay. So if you take that simple building block of insurance, how do you program that into crypto? It seems like, okay. Who was get, it? Was it JT? Yeah, JT. JT was, JT was building. John John T was building insurance products. So he, I think, he wanted to continue doing it, but didn't quite work out. Yeah, it went to but bad. He would he would be way better to opine on why we don't have insurance products today. Mm, that's I'm my favorite the security kind of, perspective. Uh, it's my favorite kind of tree, actually, opine. Opine, yeah. Um, Big old pine. Um, Wait, are you guys talking about pine trees or or like? He is because I said opine. <laughs> okay. Yes, um, like wait, wait, what? <laughs> no, like I, I was, I was just like thinking, like, is there another tree called like old pine versus pine? <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? I lost my train of thought. But yeah, insurance is coming. Cool. That's probably going to be a huge wave once it's more established. And oh my God. People who, the people who do it right are Geico going Dow. to make a killing. Oh yeah. We're talking like about absurd untold godly amounts of money. Hundreds if, once of they get billions right. of dollars. It's going to be asinine. It's going to be going to make DeFi explode. Yes, it will. Oh, yeah. Because it gives you a solid foundation to go much of non- very, to, very risky things. Way degenerate. If we thought degen was bad now, it's yeah, going to be until out the foundation of, is way more, is insured 
<laughs> Let me tell you something. There's oh. going to be so much cocaine down. There's going to be a mist of cocaine in the atmosphere when de- when that happens. I'm just saying. Sorry, kids. I know you're listening, but finance bros do cocaine. It's no mystery. Um, a lot of them really do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Corey. Is like, I, I so just thinking back true? to like, like my really? experience with finance yeah, bros. And there's a lot ain't happening. Listen to me. In that sooty world, there's so much cocaine flying around after hours. Just go watch Wolf of Wall Street. Like, it it's is a pretty good rendition. Yeah. Is it really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen it. Look, I just, you know, it, grain in of salt. In all seriousness, is, I can't, I honestly can't blame them to do what they do and look at all that shit and take all those decisions into consideration to be good at that and stay ahead of the human curve of politics and what your bosses are doing and blah, blah, blah. To stay ahead of that game, you got to be on some drugs. I'm just, I'm just laughing. Have to be, but I think, I think, he, I think it's, it's certainly a shortcut for attention. Yeah. It'll, it'll look. I'm not saying get addicted to it. I'm just saying you might want to. Yeah, we're not even gonna go there. This is not a PSA for All right. doing cocaine. Don't do drugs. To get ahead. Don't do drugs, guys. <laughs> Jesus, D. Don't do drugs. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Episode 400. <laughs> just a joke. Can't wait for Christian joke. to All right, get let's, here. Like. Let's get this back on the rails. Let's get this back on the rails. Yeah, obviously... we, can, we can wrap it up. We got 51 minutes. In. Let's just let's just, let's just do it. Let's do the damn thing. I got a kid to feed. All right. I'm going to need you guys to keep PG next time. All right, guys. Yeah, so real. Um, we've got some messaging here for you guys. So that um, is the dumbest commercial I've ever seen. Is it? Oh, I love it. And um, yeah, so please come in and join the Slack. Um, you know, we have a good time in there. There's a lot of personalities in there that can point you in the right direction should you have questions about how to swim in crypto. Uh, crypto, for those of you that just got in NFTs but have never heard of Bitcoin and some of them on our podcast, you've had a strange journey so far. But you can but you can learn about NFTs in our Slack if you wish. Um it's just a non-fungible token, which means it can't be funged. I am going so, ham on chickens. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't care. Ch- chicken is a game that <laughs> it's so dumb and I don't care. I'm spending way too much money playing it. Uh yeah, you're spending what you're making too. Like it's yeah, so see. I'm I'm really happy with my roost right now. And there's this whole farmland thing that came out where I'm like, oh boy, oh boy. So I'm just like, it's like you said. So Jesse, By the you way, said this, something this that, hardware, this keystone is dedicated to only chickens. <laughs> That's all really? this thing does. That's a it will never wall? do anything else. Only chicken ecosystem. That's funny. so dude. Do you know how awesome I have a lot of hardware it's, it's so weird good. how things work? So some of the guys in my shop actually are chicken farmers like in real life and i got them into chicken really so they are like they're loving life every time they see me they're like chicken chicken and i'm like yeah yeah i know <laughs> I, I just show them about keystones and they're you should like, watch them you should you should show them the actual uh episode where we interviewed a chicken farmer for who took bitcoin way back in oh, the day wow. it was like episode that, 35 or something god that was so long ago there was a, jet- a trip there was a ch- one lone wolf chicken farmer in Australia trying to get his whole community of 
that dude is farmer rich. Oh yeah, to pay yeah, for his eggs in Bitcoin, and this dude was raking in Bitcoin back in like 2016. No, that was making, like 2015. Probably at that point, he was making a couple of Bitcoin a week selling chicken eggs. Isn't that correct? Yeah, that is bananas to me. Like, I wonder what all of his other farmer no, friends eggs. think. They were selling eggs too. Yeah, they were selling the eggs, not bananas. Oh, I see what you. I see what you did there. We're closing this show down. <laughs> Show's over. No, okay. Let's become a patron for like another few weeks or so. Uh, we're going to get to episode 400. We might just like, you know, teleport there because we're really eager to get to this next evolution in, in our content, <laughs> right? We've, we've been doing this a long time. Um, I'm, I'm getting so old. It's getting hard for me to joke around lewdly. That's, that's honestly, it takes energy. So, we're 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 evolving, and we want to get to that new brand. So just keep listening, keep paying attention, and then you'll pay attention to the directions to the giveaway. For now, you're gonna to need to join the Slack and like and subscribe and tell your friends and get some get some people in the Slack too. Like just be better at being better, and then okay, so there's a Slack. <laughs> just kick. I got you, boo. Like. I got you, boo. <laughs> right, uh, and then oh, your podcasting app. Right. So we appreciate the reviews. Like give us some five star reviews. Give us a four star. Don't drop down to three. If you feel you need to give a three, you can call me first or Corey. No, don't uh, call me. I don't care. <laughs> you can send send me a direct message on Twitter if you feel like you want to give me three stars. I'll tell you that your opinion is uh, not warranted. <laughs> um let's see, let's do some shout outs. Shout out to Dad Dow. All right. Um, here's the, we didn't talk about that now this week, Jesse. No, um, we didn't. We've had some changes in Dad Dow, but they're good. Dad Dow. You would know that if you went to daddow.org and then you joined the Discord. But what I do know is happening really soon is our very first mint. Shake your head, Jesse. Shake it. Okay, shake it. Shake it. Shake that head. Shake that head. All right. And you will get your opportunity to generate a dad token that looks just like this kind of fleshy looking one above my left shoulder right here. All right. And that will give you access to the dad Dow discord where you will learn the happenings of what is being built at that Dow, which is essentially an incubator, also an educational community, right? So a community where you can learn to earn, you can build, to earn, all right. Oh, so and, I was gonna ride. Damn, screw it up. <laughs> Learn to earn, build to yield. No, I'm kidding. I'm not a '70s black exploitation <laughs> character. You gotta learn to earn, baby. No. <laughs> build to yield, baby. No, uh, you learn and you earn. You you build and you earn. We'll come up you with get a slogan for the last part of the token. <laughs> and then you uh, you could take those earnings. And you can actually invest in different projects that decide they want to be working groups from within the dad DAO, right? So there are projects similar to this that exist, but they're not going to be as good as ours. Ours is going to, ours is going to be the best in the world, right? <laughs> so you can go to hashtag daddow.org. In fact, we might have a banner for it just in case you are lost. Boom. Um, dad DAO. Um, and it is a dot org. I, it's a nonprofit. Is it? 
I don't know. We, we like past the NFT sales, we can make it a nonprofit. I'm pretty sure we have to make it a nonprofit. Really? I don't think we have to do that. No, that's really? not. You don't turn. You're mandated by .org anymore. Yeah, it's just a domain. That you don't that's have to. I thought .org meant nonprofit. Wow. It used to. It used to be what it meant, but now they open them up to anybody who wants. As far as I know, we'll figure it out. The more you know, and knowing is half the battle. See, the thing is, though, if you show up and you ask, then we'll feel like we have to keep moving really fast. And so it's good if you just show up and talk and you ask, hey, what what are you guys doing in DadDow? And then I'll be like, hey, D. What are we doing? What are we doing in DadDow? (laughs) I'm going to get real. I'm going to get real with you listening right now. You need to become a dad, right? Even if you're a chick, you need to become a dad. You need to become a dad. All right. So go to daddow.org. Follow the one instruction that says join the Discord. Come to the Discord. Okay. And be available for that mint. Because if you do not mint a dad token, you're no longer going to be a dad. Right. So even if you're a chick, you're no longer going to be a dad. So, all right. Let's keep it moving. Shout out to her. That is a Doja. That's Doja Cat. That's Doja Cat. Yep. She's like uh she's like the youth's new Madonna, yes. but, but black, right? So she's black Madonna. Uh shout out to him. Oh, that's Jason DeRulo. See you. Duke can dance. This is Paul Rudd. 3D, 3D, 3D3. And shout out to Zoe Saldana for uh doing your thing. That's all I got. Uh you guys got anything? Mm, nope. Go watch my talk. Yeah, we're, we're we're gonna we might put it in the show notes. So if you're if you're watching the show <laughs> and you look in the notes, you're gonna see it there. All right, like, subscribe, join the slacks for an opportunity to win a Keystone wallet. You'll be the only group of friends in your group of friends that has one. All right. Yeah, chances so. are like nobody actually applies for the giveaways. So if you apply, you're pretty pretty high probability of getting it. Oh yeah, people don't. Yeah, like we Pretty we get people to listen, but we can't we can't get them to do stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. We could. <laughs> I'm not kidding, actually. Well, kind of kidding. It depends. <laughs> it depends on the scenario. You know what? I'm not kidding. There's a gray area in there. All right, let's play the outro. Which button is it? Damn.